Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, Margot is in Bali enjoying herself, and we're, we're enjoying ourselves here too. We are part of the Midnight Menu Plus One food lifestyle show on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. And tonight, we're at the Nola Brewing Taproom in the Irish Channel. The Taproom is Nola Brewing's on-site watering hole. They serve Nola's regular lineup of craft beers, as well as eight specialty beers that are rotating all the time, things you can't get anywhere else and you may never get anywhere else. Uh, the Tap Room is open seven days a week, weekdays from 2 to 11 p.m., and weekday, weekends from 11 in the morning until 11.30 p.m. Well, glad you could join us. Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margo and I invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to have a beer with us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a Plus One. We never know who the plus one's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, tonight I am really excited. Uh, our special guest at Midnight Menu Plus One is Tony Toko of uh, Cafe Chafalaya and a bunch of other things. Actually, it's not Cafe Chafalaya. I want Chafalaya. We're going to speak to him in just a moment. But before, and we're really looking forward to that. But before we do that, I just wanted to uh, celebrate something uh, that I experienced this week. I was in Cincinnati. I was out of town. And uh, if you're a regular listener or you know me at all, you know that I, I can't bear to leave, like, the parish line. I can't leave New Orleans proper, never mind, like, uh, go to another part of the country. So I don't usually look forward to the travel and the food that much. But I was really compelled to be there. It was, I, was, uh, I was there on the invitation of uh, New City Presbyterian Church. A friend of mine, uh, Josh, started that speaking there and they were showing my film at 20th century cinema there in downtown in the uh, the man who ate new orleans and so they treat me like royalty and i'll tell you i i don't think i've ever had i'm going to say this with uh, with real sincerity i only have ever had a better weekend full of food anywhere in new orleans it was amazing the places they took me so they took me to um i just want to give a shout out to a few of those they took me to terry's for um burgers and i got one with like brie and burgundy sauce and grilled onions on this amazing homemade bun and it was just incredible and then i had chili that was filet mignon chili i've never had filet mignon chili before that was unbelievable and then we went to uh eli's barbecue that's everybody's favorite in town and then but the best of all i just want to mention this briefly was on saturday they took me after i spoke they took me on a food tour and we went from uh during the lunch hour until three we went to three different restaurants and we went to the firehouse for pizza it was this amazing wood uh, stove pizzas and then they took me this tiger dumpling, which was by far the best pork and veggie dumplings I've ever had. And then best of all is this place, Salazar's, which is he's a New Yorker, came down and, and started a real high-end place, and just insanely good. And, and, uh, and they opened up just for us. And, um, and then last of all, that night for dinner, we went to, uh, to Soto's. And we got our own private room. They brought us out, believe it or not, every single menu, every single item on the menu, literally everything on the menu they brought out. Every starter, every antipasti, every entree, uh, every dessert, and they even snuck in a few dishes from uh, actually made upstairs in their other restaurant, Boca, which is, I think, the, the highest rated restaurant in Cincinnati. Utterly insane, amazing food weekend. Anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. I know we have a lot of uh, listeners in Cincinnati, and you may you uh, you need to be proud of uh, your local cuisine. It's uh, it was really uh, an amazing experience. But enough of that. Now we uh, we need to get to our special guest. Um, I am so excited to have with us. This is one of the f one of the greatest instigators for good in our city. Uh, Tony Toko. He's been uh, he's played a major role in Upper Line and Bayona and Gotros before he became a co-owner at the age of 27 of some of the best places in the city. He's been involved in uh, starting uh, Snake and Jake's and a Chafalaya Circle Bar and uh, a lot more. Most recently, his new app I wanted to talk about. So we got plenty to talk about. I don't know how we're going to squeeze it all in this hour, but uh, such an honor and a joy to have you with us. Thank you, Tony. 
Pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, there's so much to talk about. So let's be, before we get into any of those, why don't we just start at the very beginning? You're not from New Orleans originally. How'd you end up getting? How'd you end up coming to our town? Um, and what made you stay? From St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri. <laughs> and I uh, went to Tulane University Bar and Grill. And uh, <laughs> never left. Never left. If you come from St. Louis, you know, which I've come to appreciate retroactively, but. Um, you know, New Orleans was very appealing to an 18-year-old coming from a pretty conservative city. Oh, yeah, I bet. So did you, did you come to, to Tulane because it was in New Orleans, or did you come to yeah. Tulane for the school? <clears throat> yeah, well, no, I mean, I chose Tulane, but I had a couple other options. But I was interested in hospitality and the lore of the food and wine, lore of culinary here in New Orleans was pretty, you know, loomed large. And uh, that was a large factor in choosing Tulane, man. So even though Tulane didn't have a big hospitality program nah, academically, nothing, but the city was a place that you said, this is a place I want to be if I'm interested in hospitality. So did you jump in right away yeah. into the hospitality industry when you got here? Did you get a job uh, still as a student and so yeah. forth in town? Freshman year, man. I was working at the Upper Line. Upper Line freshman year? Yeah. Wow. She hired a, a, I looked young, young there too. I'm surprised she hired me, but uh, she was pretty cool about it and brought me along and What'd you do? Uh, well, I was a waiter. I all was right. a waiter. Yeah. Yeah. And you worked there all through college? or did you? I worked there about two years, and then I was at Kevin Vizard's first restaurant. Uh, it's where, let's see, uh, kind of catty-quarter from Crepe, and I knew what's it called. Uh, it used to be that, oh, anyways, it was called uh, Britannia Bar and Grill. Oh, okay. And... Um, where he gets yeah, in the area of uh, Nanu and, uh, yeah, and, right and Creole Creamery there. and all that over there, Lotai exactly. Lo- 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 and all that. Yeah, okay. That building. Yeah. All right, and so then, you and uh, Kevin Vizard, okay, another top. So you're, you're still in college, and you've already hit, like, two of the top, you know, 20, you know, spots in the city or whatever you've worked at. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, true that. And then uh, I did travel for two years, Miami and Los Angeles. Uh, Miami worked in some real, you know, hash house, tourist joints, really nothing of note. But out in Los Angeles, uh, on my way to the Guitar Institute of Technology, which was the cheesiest <laughs> thing on the planet, dropped out of there. Only Wait, what's the Guitar Institute of Technology? It's, uh, it's cheesy. Uh, you know, I was going to a summer program where you just... You learn yeah, guitar? You learn guitar. It's, it's, it's just, it's pathetic. It's, it's next to the Scientology are you in a, are building. You next to the Scientology building? Yeah. Was, is, it, is, it a, is it a cover for Scientology or anything? No. No, well, I don't know. Because there are some of those time. around. Uh, Maybe lot, it was you didn't know it. This was the late 80s. Spandex, long hair. It was all pretty confusing to me, man. It was, <laughs> Guns N' Roses hadn't even started yet. But uh, I was down and out, and I was living in a fraternity house, and couldn't get a job to save my soul, but I finally met the right female acquaintance who had... <laughs> some uh, pull at a private dining club. And that's where things got really serious. This was a dining club that it was about 50 grand to be a member. And wow. Yeah. And it was a business club, but, but it was for, you know, hardcore dining enthusiasts. And they would have for a Chinese night. They would fly in a team of chefs from China. There'd be about eight of them. They put them up all week and they'd serve a whole week's worth of stuff. It was incredible. Intense learning experience the the silver domes and the white glove and, Huh. So uh, it, was, it was fun to do that for a year. All right. Well, that must have been pretty intense, though, huh? The it's demands intense. are pretty high. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of demand of excellence is probably a lot more disciplined than it had been in New Orleans at fine dining places. Yeah. Been, right? I mean, there was a culture of excellence there that I heretofore had not been aware of. And um, there was, this was, these were career guys, you know. And uh, I remember the first time the interview, I'm like, hey, am I going to work days or nights? And he looks at me quizzically like, both now get out of here and he was he was <laughs> yeah you know, he was a french dude they just really didn't like me and my my yahoo attitude and um 
But uh, worked around the clock doing that, and uh, then still a discipline that uh, I never really lost. And you know, I've, so why'd you leave? It was just uh, you wanted to get back to New Orleans. Or? Yeah, I just meant to be there three months, and a year was about ready to tick, and uh, I was way over schedule, and uh, so I, I kind of meant to go back. I was a theater major at Tulane. Yeah, I was an actor, and I didn't do any of the auditioning that you know kind of goes along with being in Los Angeles. So I thought maybe I'd get back and do that. I was meeting a lot of people, but uh, I was going back to. Um, didn't mean to, I was going through New Orleans during Mardi Gras, and I wasn't sure I was going to stay, but... Where were you headed? you going through New Orleans? I was going to go to Miami. I was going to Miami to see oh. my parents and figure it out in the sun, but I have not left uh, New Orleans since. Wait, so you were on your way to see your parents and you never made it? Yeah, you know. And now 27 years later or whatever? Yeah. How many years later? Yeah, about 27. Good 27 enough. years. All right. I was good yeah. with the math. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. So... Um, Man, so what was your first venture in New Orleans then? What was your first employment? Are you sl- you're, you're sleeping on somebody's couch at this point, and then you get a job? Yeah. And- um, yeah, Susan was opening up her restaurant, and I'd been a big Beona, huh? Yeah, well, I'd been a big fan of her at the Bistro Maison de Ville, and oh. she was getting her you know, big reputation at that point. And yeah. If anybody remembers the Bistro Maison de Ville, it was an extremely singular dining experience. Right. A, a dining room, unlike really any around town, wood, mahogany panels, and just, you know, just tight, quaint, and. and and awesome, and she just did incredible food. She had uh, was starting at Bayona. Was and Bayona I, her first place then on first, her own? First solo venture. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Wow. She had backers, Ron and Regina, Regina Kiever, and uh, kind of gave her free reign to do whatever. And they took over that spot at four thirty Dauphine Street. And so, uh, were you there from the beginning? Very beginning. Man, you were there opening day. Opening day. That's historic. Um. Well. And you think of how many great restaurants, places like Stella, and just amazing restaurants in New Orleans have not made it very long, you know? I mean, they've made it 10 years or, you know, five years. That place has been around, what, 26, 20, something like that, right? 27 years? Yeah, 25 it's been a while. years, 25, yeah, six, yeah. yeah. Against, if you would have been there opening night, you would uh, not have bet so long. <laughs> but that's any restaurant opening Yeah, up. that's right. I mean, that's it's just so competitive restaurant. here. It's nothing about the restaurants. It's just such a, and especially in the quarter with the rents high and all that kind of stuff and so much competition. Without a doubt. Um, but she's just knocked it out for years there. That's, that's amazing. She's got a hardcore follow. All right, so then you, <laughs> so you went from there to what, to Gotro's, didn't you? Or yeah, somewhere in between? Those are the days, um, Gotro's, Larkin was just starting Gotro's Larkin Selman and well within months of Emeralds opening up and then uh, what was that third one Dave it was Emeralds uh, Bayona anyways about it um, Gotro's not unlike uh, Peristyle John Neal where he was the chef those were the kind of places that they would recruit you because at a small staff you worked uh, five six days a week and you know it was it was very a committed type of lifestyle, and there was no putting an ad. In, there was no Craigslist back then, but there was no putting ads and and uh, classifieds. You were recruited to kind of come to that house. If they heard you were a good waiter, they'd they okay. kind of get to know you. So I got recruited and uh, asked to come over there. And and Larkin had five beans in the uh, Times Picayune. That was under Gene Borg at the time. Gee. And he wasn't giving those beans out, you know, freely. He <laughs> oh was, yeah, yeah. I mean, some argue he was the best critic we've had. Right. And I've heard that, uh, yeah. I, I would, you know, tend to maybe agree with um, agree with folks. Anyways, he gave Larkin five. They were just jamming. Okay. And okay so so now there. at this point, do you know, are you already aspiring? Because after that, we're going to jump to your next ventures. And those are all your co-owning places and opening places. Mm-hmm. Very different from, from in some ways from the places you've been working at. Like, are you already dreaming about doing that? Or are you just thinking... I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and, and do it that, you know, do this thing for the, are you, you, you going to be, are you going to be a server and so forth forever? Or do you know already you got aspirations that you want to, you want to be an owner, co-owner of places? Well, yeah. I mean, um, 
I was I really enjoyed waiting tables, man. I was you know I was known as Tony the waiter. I had my following, you know, a lot of call parties, and uh, I just loved being your tour guide. You know, I mean, we just yeah, I, we'd have long two-hour meals, and we would I would just guide you through several courses. Right. I loved knowing the wine list, doing the pairings, and just I, you know, I really cared as a waiter. I, that's just what I did. Um, I was having fun doing that. I guess I always kind of thought, yeah, I would have my own place somehow or another. That was there had to be more money. Uh, on the other side of the cash register or whatever, you know. Right. So, uh, but eventually, I I knew I'd start trying to. You know, I just felt like I had my handle on it, and I could I could do it. All right. Well, I mean, uh, you've been involved in the in the uh, in the owning of and the starting of what three or four places, but your first one was what? Your first one was uh, was that was that Snake and Jake's that was Snake and Christmas Jake's. Club Lounge. Man, so that name. I, what I heard is, tell me if this is true. I heard that it was at one point it was called that property. Which you guys bought for like seventeen thousand bucks or something, right? It was like nothing, but it, isn't that right? But it, 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 was, it was not expensive. Yeah, the, the bar came with. Well, it doesn't. The it house. Doesn't, doesn't look like it's all that, <laughs> all that expensive that, either. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure it's a cash cow now. But uh, but you know, um, it, it was it wasn't a Sam's Christmas Lounge or something like that. And then it was like, and there was another Snake and J. So you just put the two signs together or something, right? Didn't well, you? no, it was called the Christmas Club um, before it was called Snake and Jigs. And we, you know, uh, Snake, you know, he's an old, lovable black guy. He moved out of there and onto the, the corner okay. uh, bar, which we eventually bought that. But he moved over there, leaving this vacancy. And we're like, well, all right, man, let's. My, and my buddy bought the house next door to it, and it came with the bar. Like, he didn't even nice. want it. He, had no, he knew I was trying to buy a restaurant called the Cucaracha down on Oak Street. That fell through. I didn't have enough money, but I had, certainly had enough money for <laughs> Snake and Jake's. <laughs> And nobody else would go in with them, and I said, you know, it's great. And it was very imposing. So you guys just had to split seventeen thousand bucks, and you got a house and a bar, and everything went with it, and all the stuff in it, and all that. Dave actually owned the um, property. Okay, but so it cost us about three thousand dollars to open snakes. <laughs> That's crazy. About three grand. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is nineteen. What is, when was this? This is a while ago. This uh, ninety-one maybe. 92. Ninety-one. Okay. So you know, today's dollars, it's still you're still yeah. talking about pocket change. So I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I think we rang that much the first yeah. night. It was we had seven bands. <laughs> it was on Lundy Gras, which happened to be uh, you opened on Lundy Gras on Lundy Gras, and nice. we had seven bands booked, and which was just bizarre and. Uh, wow. Went away just to clean up because we've been well, pounding the nails around the clock. Right. Well, every open. single person knows Snake and Jake's locally. Obviously, everybody's been there. Everybody knows, but maybe some of our listeners aren't aren't familiar. Uh, I, I was trying to find a way to describe it, and as I'm I'm floundering around, I found Laura McKnight's uh, Time Picayune article from about a year ago, and she said. Entering Snake and Jake's Christmas Lounge can feel like entering another universe, a shadowy, red-lit place where time does strange things. Hours disappear, and night and morning become relative concepts. I, thought that was, that was, that, I was like, that's it. Okay, now I, I, that's what I was trying to say. So you guys used to give out, what, like big giant uh, sunglasses to folks too because they go outside and be uh, hit by a new, a new time of day, and it was uh, jarring, right? Yeah, yeah. We would buy, you know, those cheap Chinese, like fluorescent <laughs> Uh, Wayfair type things right. and uh, had Snake and Jake's on the side of them. But we would hand them out as you would leave at five, about seven, eight, nine, ten in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of people tell me, and I, this is my experience too, you move to New Orleans and it's like you're moving into a new world. It's like, it's, it's like you know, down in the you know, Alice in Wonderland, you know, you're going down the, the, uh, the, the rabbit hole. But like Snake and Jake's then is like a hole within a hole. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like another world within the other weird world. Oh, yeah, it takes it another level. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hanging out there is just like a whole sort of psychedelic experience it's so dark in there you think you passed out you know you're like oh man i'm just um <laughs> well you know the thing is we 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 didn't 
know any, I didn't know anything about bars to tell you the truth. I mean, besides being a really good patron of them, but um, <laughs> I, I did. We didn't follow any playbooks. We just did what we did. And for the first eight, nine, ten months, nobody would come see us because there were four, four crack houses right across. Not just crack houses. I mean, there was heroin. There was bad prostitution. There was yeah. gambling. Well, I mean, was, you guys had a shooting right early on in the in the place, didn't you? Did somebody get shot at you in front of your place or something? Well, inside, yeah. Inside, yeah. That that usually doesn't bode well, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we didn't feature it or advertise it. Well, know? I mean, there aren't too many bars in New Orleans that have survived twenty four years and are still thriving twenty four years later. I mean, there there are some, but there you know that's that's not the norm. But then there's definitely not a lot that had like a, a uh, like it was like a triple shooting. I mean, nobody got killed, right? But it was like no. a bunch of people got shot, right? Well, to be fair, if you do get shot in Snake and Jake's, you drink for life for free. Really? Yeah, it's a oh, pol- that's an it's insane. a policy. Oh, that's an, that's almost worth it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> how many shooting victims have you had total oh god i don't know how to say hold on there no just that damn one and and to be and to be fair uh, two bullets hit three people so it was it's, oh it's like jfk it's yeah. like the magic bullet so, the magic jake's bullet I, I, I might have actually shot somebody so I'm introduce I'm like, me because I have two oh my all right <laughs> wait is this one of the shooting victims hold on uh, what's going on no but i have aimed for him before <laughs> All right, tell us who your plus one is and why you chose him. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that, and I, he didn't really know what we were doing tonight. I said we we're gonna go to the brewery. You didn't tell him he was gonna be on the show. No, uh-uh. no. seriously, yeah, uh-uh. I, that's a first. But we opened. Why up. didn't you tell me? You're afraid he was gonna chicken out, or you just thought it'd be funnier to? Uh, I didn't know if we'd have anything to talk I, about, I, so I, I thought we could talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if we planned something. That How I shanghaied my buddy. <laughs> so who is this? Uh, David and I opened. A David feel no pain. He's a legend here in town. He. Um, Living. We opened up uh, Bayona together. Feel No Pain. He's from the Carbondale, right. Illinois. Is, was that your birth name? Feel No Pain? <laughs> Feel No Pain. My brother window, my your window sister Eura Pain. Eura Pain? My brother uh, Les Pain. <laughs> and your uh, wife? My wife Ima Pain. <laughs> yeah, the whole Pain family. Is Pain your real name? Well, my last name. Oh, okay. It was okay. better than Pain in the Ass. Or okay, okay. P A Y N E. All right, so what, 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 uh, no, what's no, your wait, relationship? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I just want to go back. I never knew you worked in a private club yeah. in L.A. for almost a year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I did not yeah. know that about you, Tony. I guess I don't really. So 25 years ago. The Regency Club. Yeah. Because we're going to get to well, a see, lot well, of we were, things. We opened Biona. a Bayona together. Bayona, Bayona. And uh, we, they always Biona. paired us together because. Wait, am I mis- have I been mispronouncing all these years? It's not Bayona, it's Susan Biona? Says Biona. Susan says Bayona. Regina says Bayona. And she the says Spanish it in a say it uh, Camino de Bayona, which is <laughs> is what the road is. That's the family. Huh. Bayona. This is like Burgundy and Burgundy and no. all these other you know, no. Cadas and no. ca- you know, you Susan know, doesn't multiple. see it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's sure it's that's Bayona. Right. Bayona. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, idiot. I mean she's the owner, she gets to say it, right? She's the majority. Yeah, pretty uh, much, pretty yeah. much. Anyway, all right. So just one thing about the courtyard. As long as we're just talking about Tony. Yeah. Talking about um, you got to talk into oh, that in machine there. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Talking about Biona. Okay. When you and I worked together, yeah, I was did. your back man. You were the best front. I, now I realize why you were so good at front. Why? You did that year in L.A. I never knew that. Well, that was like, okay. it was my So anyway, tell the story of how we filled up the courtyard. We got <laughs> Regina'd. Uh, yeah. Which is set nine tables all at once. Regina'd, it was called. Well, well yeah, yeah, that was Regina, a, it was a verb. Yeah, the, the, yeah, so, yeah. She would work the 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 door she'd just seat every table and just in order and your station would be full and then the next station would get every table and then the next station so would one guy's standing around doing, doing nothing. nothing while the other guy's got nine tables right. yeah 
Well, no, it's only, there are only nine tables on the courtyard. Tony and I always got the courtyard because we'd make so much money out there. Yeah. But just tell them one story. We have to go on. We have oh, a lot well, of things it's, it's not, to I mean, well, okay, so we just got off. So anyways. Completely sat. Yeah, everybody sat at the same Running time. So now everybody's off. on dessert. And, uh, Everyone's you, you have, you on dessert. You dessert specials. You have to give three, four, five, six. Tony's front specials. and I'm back. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to take forever. If, and I've got my little roots, my song and dance on the specials. Right. So I said, would you all mind if I really just gave everybody at once? And I stood up on a chair. And, no, you uh, went up the steps. I went Tony. up the steps. I went <laughs> up the steps. There were steps <laughs> in the back. I went up because there was a balcony. I went up the steps, and I right, just where the office was. I just kind of gave a big old speech, like on a balcony scene, uh, to everybody down below about all, told, the, told all the specials, like uh, all Juan Peron. Uh, you know. All the specials. Yeah, told yeah, them all the, the specials. All right. And then Susan comes out and uh, clipboard and clogs clapping, and she sees. She me comes out of the office. She didn't like it. But she loved well, it. She, we, oh, yeah. And then and she's like hands on hips, as we call it. And uh, she's going, what the hell? She's mouthing to me. And I go, everybody, Susan Spicer, everybody. Yes. Susan Spicer. <laughs> everybody look, turns around, sees her. They go, oh, gosh, Sleeps oh, my, back oh, my. In, uh, and she hated publicity the at the time. And oh, she, she runs back it. inside. And, All right, so. Oh, yeah. The other Sorry. thing, Snake and Jake's was not, you know, you, you make that like it was a terrible place. You cleaned up the neighborhood there. Well, the Tony. point is, that, yeah, I had those that crack houses. That was a scary houses. place Nobody to would go. go. That was I a would, very It was me and the crickets for eight, nine months. Then. Because, and no, everybody was intimidated because of those crack houses, right? Yeah. And uh, about in the ninth month. Well, did that? I woke did up, that no, see, I woke up to a backhoe, a dump truck, and a... Um, and a bulldozer, and they gave us that parking lot in the front, and then it was no longer as foreboding. But it's, it's still, Tony, happened. you cleaned somebody, up the neighborhood. Somebody demolished the uh, crack house? Uh, well, yeah, somebody, the city did. I always heard oh. that was... I, but nobody was would it, go there for I mean, the first... Was that good or bad for business, having the crack house great. in the front? No, no there was no, no, no business. It, yeah. <laughs> That's what, I mean, people... No, it wasn't crazy good. It needed to be down the block, four blocks. Oh, okay. Didn't need to be next to... I mean, it was dangerous. Now, now, okay, so I've only been in New Orleans a little less than 10 years. So when I oh, got here, right, oh, okay. I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. You haven't been I'm out of the parish on. until you went to Cincinnati. Why the <laughs> hell would if you go out of the parish, go to Cincinnati? <laughs> but it had to be 20 below. <laughs> it was. It was, oh, it was 18 God. below. But no, it was 8 below. But listen, oh, okay. I, I was going to say, uh, Dr. John used to live across the street from y'all, didn't he? Uh, that's more of a recent thing. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. When, yeah. I, when, when I went by or whatever. Right, and, right. Snake and is still open? Oh, come on. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm sorry. I did not know that. Come on, man. I haven't Thriving been there. more better than I have ever. Not, I have not so, been there well, I mean, in the 10 years. Th- I mean, the good thing about the, about the crack house, 15. I would think, is like you get, they're not going to show up at the zoning meeting to oppose you or whatever, right? I mean. Uh, oh, they had some meetings about us. You know, yeah, they, yeah. They, okay. Uh, Tony Bourdain actually wrote a letter in you our favor. Cleaned well, up that was kind of cool. Tony, Tony Bourdain wrote a letter for you in your favor for Snake and Jake's in the early days? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I just read Kitchen Confidential and I saw him on the street and. Uh, See, that I knew it's two thousand. That would have been two thousand two or two thousand four. That, that guy, what the hell? I mean, it's like he shows up all the time and does these little miracles for New Orleans and then disappears. He's like the fairy godmother of, the, of New Orleans or whatever. I, I, mean, met, him down, I met him down at Vaughn's and I just read the book and I, I got his attention. I say, hey man, you want to see this? He's out of Vaughn's. I go, you want to see the seemy underbelly of yeah, New another, Orleans? Another kind of seamy place. Because you know, I'm a, I would I was still working at Gotro's and I'd get off at eleven. I would run over there, take the chains off the door, and open for twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> And finally, just waiters and cooks would come in. So he Wait, dug so you, that. So you, you, you opened a bar that didn't open till midnight. That's it right. started at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you took Anthony Bourdain. There. I to- took Tony there. And then we, he wrote a chapter oh, about Tony. it in that book, uh, Nasty Bits. Like, uh, oh, wow. Hanging well, with it. Well, I mean, yeah, really, honestly, Snake and Jake's is that kind of place, though, where, <laughs> you know, kidding aside, like other cities don't have a single place anything like it you know and you, you know yeah, every city there. yeah and they'll do. be like every city does not have a snake and jake's well, you except know? for not if you don't wear any clothes on thursday you drink for free but besides <laughs> that you've got a bar like that no i mean 
it's one of those sort of dive bars that's like your, but it's not, you know, there's dive bars that are just gritty, but it's like, you know, gritty and interesting, and you get this mix of like, you know, you get the tourists, and then you get the high-end people, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino, and Jude Law, and Tatum O'Neill, and Bourdain, and George Clooney, but then you also have just the, you know, the down and out, you know, street people hanging out around there, and you have everything in between. Yeah. It's still open. And it's just such a real... <laughs> well, that was my, you know, I mean, if I'm proud, really, of one thing, and... You know, it's it's an impossible it's an impossible place. Yeah, yeah, and I'll give you that. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a fire trap with a liquor license, and you know, exposed wiring, faulty plumbing. We didn't think we would get our liquor license, and that's where the name came from because it was called the Christmas Club, which used to be the name of old savings account. So it's like having a library. It's like <laughs> it's like having a bar called the library on a college campus. You could always say, "Hey, mom," uh, you know, you can charge these things, and it says library. to the library. It says to the Christmas Club. So you, yeah, the guys used to go, "Hey, honey, I'm going to go make a deposit in the Christmas Club." So right, it's right. called the Christmas. So and it was called Snake and Jake's Afters. We just put. The, both names together so we wouldn't raise so we wouldn't raise any uh, flags at City Hall. <laughs> and uh, that's where the name came from. So we, you know, just trying to ease the transition. Wouldn't raise any flags. They wouldn't know. Yeah, they like, wouldn't notice oh, that there's no owners. Names. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I only well, had two more things. Oh, for God's sake. hundred restaurants. What? 1,400 restaurants in town now. Well, in the metro area, and, yeah. And I just want to go back to Snake Jigs one more time. You said people shot there. Well, people were shot in Galatoire's. I yeah. Mean, I was, you know, I was there with several shootings. What? Oh, people yeah. shot at Galatoire's? Yeah. Of course. Dave used who to, shot who in Galatoire's? He used to be the maitre d' at Galatoire's. The ex-maitre d' came in and shot somebody? He's the no, ex-maitre no, no, d'. No, no. You were but the ex-maitre d' in Galatoire's. No, no one, I mean, they didn't do it deliberately. They, guns go off when girls have guns. <laughs> that guns doesn't count if it's, he shot himself in the foot. Yeah. And if it happens to be and someone... Allegedly. Well, Allegedly. Okay, so, okay, hold on a second. I want to know right now, anybody, any of our I listeners that work on. at Galatoire's, if you get shot in Galatoire's, do you get to eat, drink there for free for the rest of your life? Just I want to like know that. Just like it's Snake and Jake's. Yes, that is the rule. Is it there. really the rule? That's the rule. Is that just universal through the whole city? I would think it just makes the, sense. Right. It just makes sense. That's all I have, Tony. Oh, is that it? I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Well, listen, I, 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 we can talk about this all night, and I'm dying to talk about the Circle Bar, too, but I want to skip forward because I'm worried that we're going to be running out of time at this rate. And um, uh, tell us about Achafalaya because that's a different sort of place, too. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't – I mean, I can see where it transitioned from opening – you know, from, from going to Circle Bar would be natural in a lot of ways. With Snake and Jake's, though, it's different. But Achafalaya is a whole other animal. Yeah. So what was that all about? Had, you, had, that, had that come about? I know it had been a place before. Yeah. It had been Cafe Achafalaya before you guys were involved, right? That's right. And just tell us a little bit about that. Well, it, it actually had been something for about 125 years. Uh, it was called Petrosi's for, I think, 40, 50 years. And then it became Cafe Chafalaya. Um, this woman named Beth James bought it and christened it Cafe Chafalaya. That's actually Dave Malone's wife from the Radiators, oddly enough. Huh. Um, and she ran it for about two, three years and realized, oh, my God, it's way too much work for, well, you know. for. So she sold it to a a woman who really popularized it. And she was a whiskey-drinking, chain-smoking, fire-breathing lesbian named Eiler Pope. And right. She really put it on the map. And it was just southern food and fried this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a dump. But uh, Katrina came. She uh, went to God, you know, during after Katrina. Oh. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, this guy, a guy I know took it over, and he brought it down to the studs, did that cool renovation that you see now. But he was a better hammer. Big frying pan on the side. Yeah, and all that. yeah. yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, who, where do you get the, something like that fixed? You, can, you know, you got to go to the Kearns, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> the Kearns. Yeah, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, it was, uh, it was called Cafe Chapalaya. I was so broke I couldn't afford the whole name, so I dropped the cafe part. <laughs> Saves letters. I could charge more that way. You're the only 5A only uh, five. restaurant in the city, huh? That's right. That's what I could <laughs> say with complete honesty. But, um, you know, I, I, I really was, it was on a dime, and I had like 25 grand in cash stolen and what from year me. Is this? This is uh, six years ago, I guess, 09, 08. Okay. And, uh, I mean, really, what we had, what we would sell on the second day of business was completely dependent on what we sold the first day in business because we would right. just scramble to the store and get ingredients and we were just it was just uh you know flying by the seat of your pants and we made it happen and just slowly became a little more ambitious and you know chicken or the egg thing you know i try to you try to get good talent to come there you can't pay them and you can't guarantee waiters good money or good waiters to have good money because right. there's no business so i'm parking your car waiting on your tables making your salad i'm putting ads on we had a lucky thing. We had uh, a chef that was really underrated, and uh, he kind of pulled it all together. He was uh, who's he that? Was good at all, it was Mark Springfloat, huh? and he was good at all the non-sexy things about being a chef. You know, right. consistency, reliability, uh, just putting it all together, and uh, he, he made it happen. And he made just uh, real honest food taste good, and yeah. in that environment, and, and good service. So. Well, we slowly built, and then um, Chris Lynch joined us two years ago, and I had my. That's a major coup. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. was sous chef at at uh, at, at um, Emeralds, right? No, he's chef, chef de cuisine. He's chef de cuisine at Emeralds. Yeah, okay. we worked so, at uh, Gocho's together eighteen years uh, ago. Okay, okay. So, well, yeah, I'll tell you, I used to go to Chuffalaya before uh, y'all had it. Um, right after the storm, they were really kind. We used to. Um, we used to have uh, my church had a had a rented property a block from there. We used to send all these missionaries there to work on houses. And when when the prior owner found out about it, she just always treated them all the time, which was great. But the only downside was it always took like three hours to get our meal, you know. <laughs> and one time I was in there for two and a half hours, and I finally just left. I hadn't gotten a menu yet, you know. I was gonna pay, I was paying, but. Uh, but that was, you know, it's changed a little bit since then. I think your and order came up great. right when I took over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that now, by yeah, the way? Can you no, fill that now, please? That would be that. awesome. But, I mean, no, I mean, we loved it, though. The food was fantastic. And, and uh, now you guys have obviously taken up a notch. The thing I like about Lynch's menu to me is it seems like you've kept some of that southern comfort food that you had. True. But then also, you know, so you got the lump crab meat and, the, you know, on the, the you know, fried, fried green greens, tomatoes yeah. and uh, all that kind of stuff that, you know, the standby kind of heavy but delicious kind of things. But then you also have um, just a lot more creativity came to it and a lot more inventiveness and. And all those kind of things, and so did did was that his? Uh, how do you, how do you how do you do the menu? Is that all, is that all him, or is that a dialogue between you and him? And, or um... yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I said you can do whatever you want. You know, I didn't really mean it, but I said, come on in, do whatever the hell you want. And I said, and you don't understand why. Uh, people freaked out over that damn crab ravioli, you know, and if you look at it, it's, it's monochromatic. There's no acid to balance the fat. It's just a, yeah. it's a wave of uncrimped pasta with some really nice crab meat. And it's, you know, any first year culinary student would go, you know, point out those things I just said. And so, um, he's going, okay. Yeah. So he makes it maybe even better. It puts a little tomato concasse around the side to put some acid. He, uh, lightens it up with ricotta cheese, man. man made it great but uh you would put it down and some customers have been having it for a long time and you put it down they're like what the hell is this that's the ravioli and they're yeah. like it's not the ravioli uh, I, drove, I drove two fucking hours from take up your damn ravioli <laughs> it's not, so i'm gonna go to the restroom when i come back i want the ravioli i came for I'm like, oh, so you just God. wipe the stuff off the edge so i said chris can we just go back to the old one man <laughs> so that fried green tomato that was a treme uh, uh storyline you know uh, you know, he was he did the food for Tremay for a okay, you know, but that was the storyline, right? The crab ravioli was like, wasn't that it? No, I, I yeah, no, I think there was a thing about that, and they, the stupid 
the, the Susan Spicer character. Correct. So huh. look, your two worlds coming together. The Susan Spicer character, That's the very Susan Spicer esque woman that was in it. Right, right. Um, was uh, she was trapped in doing the crab ravioli? She didn't like it anymore. She thought, you know, she thought she wanted to do other stuff, and they kept making her do the crab ravioli all the time. Oh, some. And so she quit her job because of it. Okay. All right. Just a cautionary tale. I'm pretty sure what I'm saying is she doesn't have HBO. So he. <laughs> oh I man. They stole that storyline from you guys. I wonder, man. Yeah. Well, DJ Davis steal something? Oh no, no way. <laughs> Oh, Davis no, Rogan? No, he, used to, he used to play music with us, Davis. Yeah, I, no, yeah, I'd love DJ Davis. Well, now, now we he should was madly in love with I mean, Susan. We, 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 um, we never have anybody on the show that we don't, we don't like the place where, they, where they're involved with, so we're honest and sincere in our gushing about it. But, I mean, honestly, it's not just us. Chafalaya has been, it's been named recently. It was just real recently I read somewhere it was top 10 brunch place in America. It's yeah. kind of stupid because New Orleans isn't really America. But, like, you know, if it was in America, it deserves to be on that list. You know, I mean, right. that's amazing. It may have been the only New Orleans place I think I saw on that list, too, right? It was. It was. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> well, man. That's got to be gratifying, right? <sighs> it is. I mean, it was already really damn busy. Now it's crazy <laughs> busy. Uh, I hate turning anybody away. I mean, that's the, that's the truth. You know, I just, yeah. I hate, I mean, people come to my restaurant. I was, I used to beg for people to come to that place and to, right. to have people turned away and yeah, you know, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm very, very, very proud. But um, in our food, yes, it's very, very good. But it's the, it's the fiasco that is Saturday, Sunday brunch that yeah, makes yeah. it so. So, I mean, we, we don't we have live music, but we don't have, you know, Denka 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 just uh, yeah. fill our Dixieland jazz. No, it's we have music. the city's finest musicians you do, playing. You do. And we pay well and we feed them well and yeah. they like being in there. And what the hell? What else are they going to do? They don't have a stage, they, though. They're on chairs and they're, they're on the chairs. Bar, that's fine. As long as they can Riser cool is that. coming. Riser's yeah. coming. Nice. But um, what else are they going to be doing on a, on a Sunday morning? Point is, um, when we take care of them, they like being there. And I don't know why, but there should be more places that put food. The city stands for two things. It's food and music. Right. What you do with those two things and how you work them, up to you. But we are food and we are music. Putting them together, to me, is a no-brainer. Yep. Nobody else does it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm right. so proud to be able to employ musicians, have great oh, music, gosh. have yeah. good food. And it's just a party there. It's a party. Right. Now, I'm a little worried because Thursday, Friday, and Monday, we don't have live music. And people are going to start comparing now that they got the top ten brunch thing. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess i got to have oh. bands five days a week now. Oh, what, you thinking about it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's you. Are you Oh, is this like a scoop for us, or have you been telling other people this? No, I, I, I scoop for you. All right. You heard it first here, guys. That's, it. That's huge. Well, listen, we need to take a break the harmonica, for just a moment. Tony, I play the harmonica. All right. He's available. Yes, you do. <laughs> he sings right. the best happy birthday you've ever heard. All right. Well, let me take a break for just a second and thank our sponsors, and we'll return to the conversation as soon as we are able to do this. I want to I thank again tonight NOLA Brewing Tap Room, the watering hole of the NOLA Brewing Company on Chapatula Street in Irish Channel. Um, where, you, where you can get all the NOLA Brewing beers plus another eight specialty beers you can't get anywhere else. And we also need to thank our friends at Petite Pet Care. While you're at work and on, or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home for love and care when you're not there. Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. And last but not least, we also want to thank Hangover Destroyer, uh, allegedly the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website hdstroyer, hdstroyer.com, write Midnight Menu in the coupon code, and you get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. Okay, well, okay, I, now, <laughs> now that we're back, I'd like to, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to ask uh, Dave just a little bit more about your story, I'm afraid to ask, but, yeah. uh, okay, <laughs> so you were, you were maitre d' at Galatoire's, and you're- That was my retirement job, my first retirement your first yeah. retirement. That was after the 
the storm. It was after the storm. So then, um, and then, and then it was sold. The family sold it, and I was the first to go. You were the first to go. Why were you the first to go? A year to the date. Well, because I wasn't part of the new family. He's funnier than he is effective. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's <laughs> is correct. That true. That's, that's there. You go. Well, you know, but there's a, a place for that, though. right there. Well, yeah, he's at, at a Chafalaya. He works with me now. No, Tony. Is I he just, really at a Chafalaya? Uh, yes. That's just, true. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Saturdays and Sundays, he lets me. He's fired me, and I just won't leave. What do you do there? He won't I, stay fired. I, I listen to whatever Tony tells me to do. He's a maitre d'. Come on, he, he he's very good. He helps me seed people, and he, and he feeds me. So, wow, hey, he's, 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 too? he's no, been the maitre no. d'. Nola, Bayona. Um, come on, man. I started. I started. I came here thirty-one years ago huh. as a thirty-year-old busboy at Mr. B's. At Mr. B's. Yeah, and wow. became the manager and was manager there for. You're two manager, and a half Mr. Years. B's. Yeah, two and a half years. Waiter with Tony at Bayona. Opened up <clears throat> Nola. Opened up House of Rules. Did I say House of Rules? House of Blues. Oh, I hadn't heard of House of Rules. Okay. No, it's now it's, you know, you can stand here, but you can't stand there. It's gotten really bad. Um, back to Biona for almost seven years. Um, opened up the best restaurant that had been opened forever with Scotty One. Uh, oh, one, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not on one, Hampton? but no, the, the oh, Lee Circle. Lee Circle restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got, you know, we got four beans. We were the only... And that was Gene Borg, too? No, 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 Gene, that, was was that, that guy. goofy guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, then Bombay Club Before the Storm. Oh, yeah, wow. that was good. That was good. He's a legend, That was a man. great gig, boy. That was when it was four deep. There was a place that did food and music. Yeah. Now, you know, she's moved around the corner, and the Valentinos have opened up Bombay Club. I didn't again, know that. So they are both doing music. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. If you can get off the pain meds, you should, be, you should write your memorars. This is like, you, well, you, you got to have some experiences with all this. It's I, amazing. I'm, I'm dyslexic and left-handed, so I can't write that well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that's, that's, well, you did NOLA, too, though. You opened up NOLA. NOLA, I said NOLA. They said NOLA, oh, yeah. yeah. An Emerald restaurant. That's, you yeah. Know. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Emerald called me and said he had a job with a lot more hours and a lot less pay. <laughs> and I said, oh, you got a manager job. Yeah. And he offered me emeralds. And I said, no, I don't want to wear those padded shouldered sh suits. I heard you're opening up No, Well, that was order. the age. And he huh? said, no, I'm not opening up a restaurant. And then he called me back two weeks later and said, okay, I'm opening up a restaurant in the French Quarter. Funny. Will you be... You wow, know. He wouldn't acknowledge you. That he, why, why do you think that is? He wanted me to work at, at Emeralds and then, oh. and then somebody from there go down there, but I didn't want to you work at Emeralds. Emeralds was too snooty for me at that time. And you knew that Nola would be more... I think it's a wonderful place now. Vibe, yeah, okay. And yeah, and I wanted to open up. I was having fun opening up places. That was the most fun I ever had was opening up yeah. Iona. So are you going to so retire No, House of Blues was the most fun. Are you gonna, uh, are you, are no, you I just be... helped Tony out. Tony needs help. He's okay. fired me. Like I, He I won't stay fired. I won't stay fired. What have you fired him for? Well, I... I work stuff for like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he's got the complaint. He's the one that got suckered into this. You didn't even tell him. He thought he was going to get a beer, and he ends up uh, on, on the radio. I've had a couple of beers. <laughs> this is his official time out. I thought you, you told me we were talking about specialists. This thing I have no idea. I do not understand. I know you do. Well, app. that's why I thought you'd be perfect because he, he has no I, idea. I try I to explain it to him. Okay, okay. Yeah, we don't have I want to make sure. We're going to skip the other segment that we do. The, um, the, the, um, no, let's don't. I'm, we're cool. Keep no, no, because no, I want to hear about the app. I want us to run, uh, run out of time by doing off What's the What's the other segment, though? Off the menu. It's, it, it, it's not as interesting as your app. Go ahead. Do, definitely give us your app. Oh, I don't so know. This, is it like a quiz or something like that? Yeah, it's a quiz. But like, I'll tell you what. If we, Wait, if we, tell me about Leo Tour. Leo Tour? Our tour. What's the name of your band? My band. I'm not in a band. I oh, oh Leotra. Yeah, yeah, Leotra. Is that a band? Yeah, it's a band. You so want I'm crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Uh, La Poupée? 
Yeah. You got, that yeah. was my suggestion that you guys learn that song. Who'd you tell that to? Um, one to of Scotty's friends. Oh, your friend with Scott Galante. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. I remember with you Michelle Paul's new whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Luna does a cover of that song. Ah, nice. I'm not in a band. Oh. Ray, you're in a band. <laughs> I'm not really in a band. Okay. I helped them out. I that's where I am in the Teflon. I read your bio. I read your bio. I'm not, really, <laughs> in, but but I'm not I'm, really in the band. I just helped Tony out in the Teflon. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Scott could be a whole other conversation. He's not here, so we can, we can, we can rag on oh, Scott Oh, we could together. just have all day, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Scott's a whole... Scott could be a month of uh, Sundays. Uh, he's, my br- he's my brother. I love Scott so much. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Scott in a minute. But okay. first, I want to make sure we talk about this app because mm. that's your latest venture, and it's really and I don't unique. understand it. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't really understand it either. So it's it you, you created uh, it was created by uh, hospitality professionals and food enthusiasts for that's me. To, that's you. Yeah. You're, 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 I'm you're all the one. Yeah, you're I'm all the that. The gang to allow cooks and kitchens to speak directly to their audiences <laughs> about their daily creations, right? Through the power of the interweb or whatever it is. That's right. right. Yeah. So how does that work? Well, my carrier pigeons kept dying. And, uh, <laughs> no, man. The thing is, you know, I work my own door, my own restaurant. And I know your blood type by the time you leave. You know, I ask, uh, how did you hear about me? What's going I mean, how did you hear about the restaurant? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at any one given time, nine out of ten people, say on a Saturday night, they will have said uh, they got used Yelp to get what you mean. Now, yeah. Yelp is 34% fake. Right, right. Bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. paid for. It's a cottage industry. Definitely. And, you know, it's just the disingenuousness it's helpful, of it all. It's helpful, but it's no, got always, aggregated group opinions, aggregated sources of opinions is right. always going to be helpful. Right. And I get that. But it has so much impact now that people, it's corrupted from within because people have, aren't using the truth advantage. They're paying for the reviews. Right. You have people paying five grand for 100 right. five-star reviews. That ups their average. Right. And people are blindly following right. whatever Yelp says. Right. And then you have Urban Spoon, TripAdvisor, Chowhound, right, right, all right. these things like that. Now, that's okay. I get it. Yeah. And it always will be helpful. But the kitchens do not have a voice. The restaurants do not have a voice in right. this matter whatsoever. I've and never heard of any of those anyway. <laughs> you have no idea what he's talking about, do you? So, yeah, well, I mean, you get these trolls, too, that also and you get set trolls. up 50 accounts, and they're just vicious, and they just they, oh, they, they do all the weird stuff. And, right. and then the other side of the spectrum, I know there's a place in New Orleans. It's not a bad place. It'll remain nameless. But I, I, if you look at their uh, Urban Spoon reviews, the first week they opened, they had 100 reviews. Yeah. And they were all one-name persons who had one review each. Yeah. And it was just that. And they're like Joe, Mary, John. And each one was the greatest restaurant I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And it's sort of like, are you kidding me? You no, even, no. I mean, See, but, and that's the thing, man. So uh, specials to me, I mean, everyone in this room probably has a smartphone. That smartphone has a camera. That camera does video. And to me, in 20 seconds, you <laughs> can say accept, no. accept, Dave, accept Dave. Would you, and, and feed the pigeon, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, all you have to do really is uh, just aim, aim a damn phone at the food special. And you can say, hey, this is Tony from Atchafalaya. Tonight we're doing sauteed scallops over cauliflower puree. It looks like this. And if you look behind me, this is my restaurant. And you see the lighting, the rhythm, the cadence. You see what the restaurant is doing without any words, without anything. You can make a decision based on the food you're seeing right then and there. You can see the restaurant. So, and you know, you can't leave a comment. It's as simple as that. So, so that's just one, it's just, it's just another way. It's just another way for uh, somebody to show off. Uh, you can do the bar program. Huh. You can do the wine program. You can talk about, you know, pretty much anything. You so can, has anybody else done this before? I mean, no, other uh, apps, you're the first app. Because I have not heard about one like this. That's yeah. pretty cool. So how so. do you keep everybody else from imitating you and uh, undercutting you? You just got to get it out there, huh? Well, that's the thing with apps, man. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of examples of you having a good idea, but then you have... You know, well, they much, have somebody that fucked on the money and they then? just they steamroll yeah. and they'll beat you to the punch. And they're like, all right, well, I'll outspend you to the finish line. 
So, uh, mm, probably shouldn't have said that. But uh, <laughs> somebody right now is right, uh, they making a call. Yeah, right. Um, but there's nothing you can do. It's like trying to uh, copyright a, uh, a talk show. You just can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. tell me how the app works, Tony. You've been showing me I all these things. I just explained it, man. You, anyways. No, but just go down just a little bit. <laughs> all right, all right. So, <clears throat> I don't have a, I've got a flip phone. So, but uh, I got to have it on my, I can get it on my computer. So, and you're it, telling me that the kitchen is going to tell you specials. So, that's cool. That's you see the food. When so it, so you, yeah. you set settings so it gives you notices and so forth and lets you know yeah. when stuff's changing. Is that the deal? So or? if you're a restaurant or a bar or anything like that, you set up an account and you have your specialist account. So and then within the app itself, that cost? you have upload zero and you would hit upload. Would you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you. I swear to God. <laughs> you take the photo and you. you uh, Unfortunately, this is not video the show. But no, I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you have a med kit back there? <laughs> I've already rated that. <clears throat> um, so the point I'm is... I understand. I know, I know. So anyways, you can keyword search. You can go to the app and keyword search uh, Vittles, uh, Sweetbreads, Commander's Palace, and whatever. Stuff and see that. a news posting. So what? if you're craving a certain item of food, you can find out which one of the restaurants in your region or whatever has yeah, it. Yeah, it's only in New Orleans now. We're kind of a rolling beta still. Nice. In fact, you know, we have a lot of kinks, man. I mean, when I jumped into the tech world, I was a little naive and Tony, trying anybody, to... Anybody can send you those and you can put that on there? If well, you just account. have to open up an account that as an so establishment. Great. Yeah. And what's the cost for the app? A dollar, two dollars? Zero, zero. Zero. It's a free app. Yeah. What just, the hell? I know. Why doesn't everybody in the city have this right now? Uh, Maybe they well, will after the it's, show. There's some technical problems. <laughs> um, but, you know, we had some good... Wait, you know, Ian... Uh, McNulty did a good cover story on it in The oh, Advocate, okay. and we had some news and all that. But, man, you know, I'm learning so much. You need, for every dollar you spend on coding, you need about 50 cents on marketing. And, okay. Um, you know, I just. So where are you marketing it? Well, you know, right here now. Um, you know, I'm not really doing marketing too much now. But the problem is what we're doing right now is we're still getting the kinks out. You're telling still, all the chefs. So you don't want to tell too many people about it because they're no, going to be frustrated I'm, I'm just with going, it right now. For people who know what's going on and saw right. and, and my circle of friends, you right. know, they're using it right now. Right. And I'm going, you know, to, I'm just going to my circle, my community friends and just building up a bunch of profiles. Okay. So because I did this all with my own money. So do you want to tell usually, people right now where to find it? Yeah, is that a good Specialist.com if you don't have How an do you iOS spell that? Special US, right? Special and us together. One word, special us.com. And here's the thing if you ever want to get your own domain, uh, it, sure enough, you can spell it with a Q or a silent little squiggly line. And somebody <laughs> is cyber squatting on us. I was lucky to get that. Wow. But uh, yeah, so it's at the app at the Apple Store, special us. I didn't understand and that. And then it's uh, .com. <laughs> you didn't understand that either? You don't have to. Good. I think that's unbelievable, though, Tony. Well, if not, you want to know, just give him a call and he'll tell you what's on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get it? All right. Does anybody get it? Must be. Grant, do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Well, Grant's already made his. And, Grant anyways, just copied it. 20, 20 seconds, and you know that could, dude over there has already worked out all the kinks. He's got a yeah. He's he's got his own version. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it could be the specials or just it, just anything that lets you know more about that restaurant rather than what right. you get from all those aggregated opinion sites. I'm very all impressed, right. Tony. Well, I am too, and uh, I'm also impressed by the fact that I have done less than half of the things I wanted to talk about, and we're already out of time. So the trick is you've got to get another guest to bring you on as a plus one, yeah. and we can talk to you some more about the stuff. Oh, but, I, um, I would do that. Yeah, that's right. We could switch. All right. 
Dave Feel No Pain could be our guest, and you could be the uh, the plus one. There we Let's, go. We'll talk about that off the air in a moment. But uh, our special you, guest tonight, a midnight menu plus one, was uh, Tony Toko, and his plus one was Dave Feel No Pain. David, David Feel No Pain, sorry. Uh, you can find, you told me, Dave, when you, like, when you came in, I swear. Um, you can find out more about both of our guests and much more by following the links on our website, <laughs> itsneworleans.com. Uh, thanks again to Petit Pet Care, Hangover Destroyer, Hangover Destroyer, and the NOLA Brewing Tap Room for the awesome beer this evening. Thank you very much, guys. The NOLA Brewing Tap Room is open seven days a week. Have we mentioned that yet today? And you can uh, you can come here anytime, or you can join us back here next week again for another Midnight Menu Plus One every Monday night. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, I'm Ray Canada. Good night. Uh, let me just say thank you to yes. your bartenders here. And thank oh, yeah. you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you it. know what? And let, let me, uh, let me, I'm sorry. I, I, I ended prematurely. We should uh, let folks know your website. You got a website? Yeah. Okay, tell us website on your on your major uh, on the uh, app. It's specialus.com on the restaurant. It's at chapalayarestaurant.com. No one's gonna have to spell that, but they'll figure it out. Probably, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably yeah. Steak and, and Jake's has a website. Uh, it does. Um, I don't remember. That place where is still open. Basically, it's just open. <laughs> you should probably just go there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just open I'm not the, the owner anymore, though. I mean, oh, you're I'm, not the owner. No, Steak and Jake my partner anymore? bought my partner bought my half. Oh, okay. We still uh, Dave, David Clemens is yeah. Okay, well, that was nice that you gave them such a long plug, and you're not even involved anymore. Oh yeah. All I right, know. Clemens uh, owes you something. All right, again, thank you so much, and good night. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.